Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Sean Barrett for this day 24 of month 4, 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. It's Monday. Did I say that? And it's about time to get this party us to it to it. I was about to say started, but I want to say to it to it because I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. And we getting ready to kick the season off, are we? In some time now. Drafts coming up here in a moment. If that hasn't already come up, I, I don't pay much attention. It's I don't want to get depressed by the sports world. Especially when they get into the season, you know. Um, my defenders, though, by the way, in the XFL is doing business. Uh, they played, they play tonight, or they play, uh, or excuse me, they play this weekend. Which way? Did they play Saturday? Or did they play Sunday? I believe they were playing the uh, the championship game um, for the the North. We had the North championship game. Let me see what 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 that what that looked like here. Uh, if um, hmm, let me see here. I'm trying to figure out what's what's going on here for the. Uh, I want the stats here for this. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, we got, uh, uh, why are they number three? What's going on here? I, I don't know what I'm reading here because this makes no sense. I just want, okay, let me go to XFL.com and, uh, uh, they're nine and one. Yeah, baby. That means that they going to the championship is my DC defenders. <laughs> ah, yes, I'm so excited about that. They're going to be the champion. We are the champions. I feel so good right now because all of my time in sports, I've never had a team go to the championship, at least not in my lifetime. The Bulls, but I was, you know, I wasn't young enough. I, I, see, I, was, I wasn't old enough, should I say, to really understand and really appreciate that. So that is a great thing to talk about. That means that this Monday, day 24 of month 4, 2023, is definitely an awesome sauce day. But there are also some other awesome sauce things we want to talk about today. You know, I like history. I like to dive into it. Some things of interest. You, you know, back in 1925, I want to draw your attention, if I may, because as we approach the summer months as we uh, peel out of spring and get into summer you know something we're going to notice we're going to notice it's going to get real hot it has already and we're still in spring but it has already been 90 degrees i think one day last week or day before one of those times it, it literally was like 90 95 middle april <sighs> Can you imagine back in 1925 when the hottest, the hottest it ever got? Oh, this is in April. Well, then I guess that really doesn't matter. It got 88 degrees in April in Cleveland in 1925. I was thinking that was going to be a thing, but then I'm like, it says in April. I can understand if you told me, well, yeah, 88 degrees in April. Seriously? Hmm. Was climate change a thing back then too? Because 
Or was it just not normal? I don't know. Nonetheless, to think that it got that hot and people was going, oh, hallelujah, God bless us. When literally that's like an everyday occurrence around here now. It's, it's kind of fascinating. We're going to talk about music today. And it's interesting as we prepare to have that discussion that uh, in 2018, streaming music services overtook worldwide sales of CDs and vinyl for the first time, according to the IFPI. What is the IFPI? Come on now. No, no, no. Let's not do that. We need to know what these things are. IFPI. Uh, the International Federation of Phonographic Industry. The International Federation of the Phonographic Industry is an organization that represents the interests of the recording industry worldwide. It is a nonprofit members organization registered in Switzerland and founded in Italy in 1933 by Francisco. Braja or Braga. It also operates in London with regional offices in Brussels, Hong Kong, Singapore, Nairobi, Dubai, or Abu Dhabi, and Miami. Welcome to Miami. Which, see, that's why it's cool. Because it's in Miami, where we get to it, to it. You know, with the dolphins down there. Yeah. Anyway, that was very interesting. Uh, last week, we had the launch. Elon Musk had his launch of the Space Force, which went up about three minutes and then blew up in the air. You remember that. And uh, But more interesting than that, I don't know if it's more interesting or should I say on the same vein, uh, the STS-31 launches... Uh, mission number 35 of the U.S. Space Shuttle Program carrying the Huddle Space Telescope today in 1990. That took, did, did it succeed or did it, I don't think it blew up in the air because, you know, nobody blows things up like Elon, but Elon. Am I taking a stab at him? I might be, but that's okay. Uh, staying with our music mindset today a little bit and i only want to mention this i don't really like to talk about drama in the news i pass by the drama but i was fascinated by this because the wife's in there watching it and she's watching this movie about um whitney houston and bobby brown and i'm just she's at the part in there where he's beating the dog yeah he was in there he was all up in her face and he was like you know you ain't gonna do nothing i dare you do so what you gonna do girl what you? and i'm like Yo, I mean, he's standing there with his hands in the air, bent over you. You like four foot nine. I don't understand. Just drop to your knees. Take one shot to the groin. I mean, hey, man, it'd be the end of the game. Anyway, that's just me because I, I'm a very violent person. But today, Miss Whitney in 2007 got her, her justice. She got justice her way. I get justice my way. She went and saw an attorney. I would have took a hammer to the nuts. But, you know, that's, again, everybody's got to get their justice the way they do it. But in 2007, as it's read here, recording artist 
and the most awarded female act of all time, Whitney Houston, divorces R&B singer songwriter Bobby Brown due to in in wreck in wreck. Uh, you're gonna ask me to a word that I cannot get out of my tongue. They couldn't get along. How about that? We couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Now it makes me want to go back and watch that movie because I know how this goes down. Yeah, Whitney finally gets the win in the end. Again, you know, she had handled business her way. I would have did it a little bit differently about 12 years earlier. But, you know, that's just me. At least according to the movie. The movie over there, I don't even know what she's watching. What What is that thing called? But it's something about Bobby and Whitney. And you probably heard of it. <clears throat> But they started fighting like literally out the jump of the first movie. It's almost like they got together. They made love for like two minutes. And then it was just downhill from there. I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. Anyway, other things in history I want to talk about today because it's point. It's pertinent to where we're going. Uh, in 1884, the National Medical Association of black physicians organized in Atlanta. And the last piece of business was in 1867 was when black demonstrators stage ride-ins on Richmond, Virginia streetcars. That, 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 that's fascinating to me because we're going to talk to a dude out of Richmond in just a few moments. And so and, and not only we're going to talk to the dude out of Richmond, but our conversation with uh, Delegate Graves, which is coming up in a moment. Both of those are going to connect together and we, we're going to basically talk about black issues and and the struggle of same. And so it's just very fascinating to to have these discussions and review a little bit of the struggle from our past, connect with our heritage, if you will. On the way to our glorious future. So that was a great thing to talk about in, in a moment of history. And, and I'm excited about that. Miss Graves is going to be on the on the back end of this. Our main event today, if you will. And uh, Mr. Corey Goss is also going to be a part. And we're going to hear some music. And, and all that's going to happen in just a few moments. But before we get to that, we're also going to look at what's going on today because we cannot leave without, you know, putting some things in your brain to, to uh, uh, you know, let you, we got to let you know what's going on. We got to let the people know what's going on in the world. All right. Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, how you doing over there? You know, you do a little something, something to get us all motivated and everything. Uh, we're, we, we, we. You, you're somewhat on vacation today. You're like the pastor at the church. You know, you, you're sitting down today because we, we have guests in the room. So be on your best behavior. No swearing and cursing. What? I already said, I already said something that was bad. Well, I'm Eric Barrett. I do it anyway. You know, does anybody really expect me to act like I know what I got? Nobody expects me to act like I got sense. I mean, I went to public school. Um, nonetheless, Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, you just, we can kind of sit you out we're going to uh, appreciate you for all your hard work but uh, we're going to let our guests take over today and, and that's going to happen in just a few moments like i said we're going to check out what's going on in the world 
uh, give you some ideas of where the world is going from a technology perspective, from a science perspective. What what are some movers and shakers talking about here in just a few minutes? Delegate Graves is going to be on and uh, Mr. Corey Goss. We're going to listen to some music. All that's going to happen. But before we get to all that, I got some things I want to talk about. Want to, you know, settle in, get some things on my that's on my mind, if you please. So we do that. Hey, it's EDB for this Monday, 24 days into month four, 2023. We'll continue. Just go ahead and make sure you test. Thank you, by the way, on behalf of the platform, which you've chosen to consume this. I do thank you for doing that. And as you do whatever is necessary to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they are released to the Internet. That is awesome sauce. And also go ahead and tell somebody. Slide into the DMs and tell them about this. You know, would you would you would you do that for me? Make sure it's consensual now. All right. We just got to make sure it's consensual because we don't need no virtual. Mm, yeah. See, you already felt it. You felt my spirit because you open your DMs and you like you just roll your eyes and just grit your teeth when you see some of them people, especially on Facebook. If one more person asks me for my cash app, I'm going to snap. Y'all need to pray for me. I'm going to snap. One more person tell me, if you can guess how many jelly beans in this jar, God's got a blessing of $1,500 for you, I'm going to snap. I told you I'm violent. I respond in a very violent way. Y'all pray for me. All right? Anyway. We're going to do that. Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, thank you again for your services, for the beats. You're going to drop the beats for us so that we can transition on out. And You know, people on out, people going in. Well, I want to talk about Sister Act, too. I don't know what's going on in my brain sometimes. All right, let's get this to it, to it, if you please. Once more and again, a good opportunity, a great opportunity, if you will, to sit down and chat with you. I'm excited every time we get these opportunities. Um, I'm not going to say they're few and far in between, but, you know, it's it's a privilege. Uh, with everything going on in the world and with uh, the constant uh, attack, if you will, on free speech and the ability to uh, participate in the same it's it's great when, you know, you still have the right and the privilege. I think both of those kind of have to be discussed independently of each other, but yet in the same sentence to sit down and and communicate. Today, we're going to do something uh, very, very special to me. I am an, a person who is uh, all about information. I believe that there is a, well, I don't believe it. I believe in the passage that is lodged in the book of Hosea, chapter number six, I believe it is, verse eight, somewhere in there. It could be eight and six or six and eight, one of those two. Well, it says the people perish because of a lack of understanding. And if I can uh, go over here and get the Bible here, we can definitely... Uh, check it out. I believe it's Jose chapter uh, six, but you know it's it's all right. We can just 
open the book and turn to the book of Jose and and uh, we can figure it out. Yeah, there's Jose right there. Let me see where you be. Are you in chapter six? Are you in chapter eight? Six and eight. Nope, it's not six, so it must be eight. There's eight, eight, and huh, not there either. Well, I guess we were wrong in both instances. Now I think it might be chapter four. Four and six. Let's look at that. Uh, yep, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yep, because you have rejected knowledge. That's very interesting piece of business right there. It's a good thing we did look that up because we we were in the wrong direction all around. Nonetheless, because of that piece of business, I am passionate about people uh, having the tools to make an, an informed decision. I'm not necessarily interested in personalities. Um, one of the things that I have strived that I strive and have uh, tried to present the argument at least uh, when trying to identify myself is under the guise that look I am here to try to make sure that people have access to all the things necessary to make an informed decision whether it's uh, the casino project whether it's bringing down the, the confederate monuments whether it's uh, dealing with the Ohio Creek project and all the accoutrements that went along with that, whether it's uh, the expansion of the trail or understanding of same the trail being the Elizabeth River Trail. All these different projects that I've worked on, most think that I'm there because my mission statement is to advance these efforts. But the truth is, my mission is to make sure that everyone understands what these efforts are. And then they, as the people, as a people, get the opportunity to share in the direction of those of those efforts and how they should advance based upon what is going to do to them and how it will benefit them. Talking about the people. Any of that may sound confusing to you, and I'm definitely sorry, as it may sound like I'm rambling, but. I'm in, a, I'm in a bit of a conundrum, and I'm going to talk about this more at length, uh, maybe, uh, well, some other time, because we don't want to deal in that today. But earlier in the month, was it this month or last month? It might have been earlier this month. I don't remember when exactly we had that conversation with uh, Mrs. Andrea McClellan. It must have been February, I want to say. We had because it's really, really cold. And I think it was during that time we were doing all those walks. So February, we had a conversation with Mrs. Andrea McClellan. Uh, Mrs. Andrea McClellan is the current uh, councilwoman for Super Ward 6 here in Norfolk, Virginia. But she is um, taking on or has an aspiration, if you will, to. Uh, remove herself or move away to graduate, if you will, from that position to a state position uh, in here in VA and become the senator of all of Norfolk. 
But what stands in the way of that aspiration, that dream, that goal, that objective for Ms. McClellan is the woman that we wish to talk to today. And that's Delegate Angela Williams Graves. Now, Ms. Graves was also at one point a council person. She was the council person for Super Ward 6, uh, who she, Ms. Graves, relinquished that position about Mm, two, three years ago, 2020, during the pandemic, I believe it was, she relinquished that piece, of, that piece of business. And I was fortunate to be a part of that transition uh, as she moved out of the city of Norfolk into uh, the state delegacy. She took over for um, Judge, well, he's now a judge. He was a lawyer at the time, uh, Joe Lindsay. And uh, he uh, became a went and, you know, got him a black robe and decided to sit on the bench and read law books and preside over people's drama. Does he do drama uh, like trial law? I don't know what he does. As far as I'm concerned, every lawyer, I mean, every judge has to preside over every lawyer is coming to present drama and every judge has to listen to it. God bless all those people. Nonetheless, because he's a judge now, he cannot be in politics because you know judges are supposed to be impartial and uh <clears throat> i'm sorry i had to clear my throat <clears> throat> anyway uh what was i talking about oh yeah judges are supposed to be impartial why, why does that give me hives mm. anyway uh so he's now up there and he had to give up his senate seat or his delegate seat i believe he's holding he had at the time he had a delegate seat which is now being phased out because of redistricting redistricting, and all that stuff with the census. You know, you had that piece of paper you had to fill out and they say, hey, uh, excuse me. Yeah, um, uh, I live here. Count me. And uh, so Miss Graves took over that spot. But now uh, that is being phased out. She's in the current 90 uh, district number 90, but that's going to become 93. And Miss Jackie Glass is going to challenge for that position. And then the 92 is going to be another piece of business where uh, I believe her. I, I don't I don't want to say her cohorts. I'll, all I want to say is they went to an event over at one of those churches. And it's got a little piece of business down there. Make a difference. I think is this. And they were sitting together. Her and Delegate Benita or aspiring, aspiring Delegate Benita Anthony was sitting down there. Nonetheless, she wants to be a senator. Let's not let's just stick to the point. Miss Graves. And so we sit down and we talk. And I said I would say this more in detail, but I'm going to touch on it now because I, I mentioned it in both of these interviews and I and I would like for you to uh you know take time to hear both. It's like my mother it's like my parents are getting a divorce. These two have been very influential in and how I understand Norfolk politics and navigate through same. And I, I appreciate them both and the efforts that they have uh, contributed to uh, my success as an activist or social justice warrior, whatever label you want to put on me. A lot of the knowledge and information that has, uh, as I said, that, that I've garnered has been from these two individuals and so I'm I'm very thankful for both of them but they're challenging each other uh, for the same seat and so to me it comes down to the will of the people it comes down to making sure that 
everyone hears exactly what both of these individuals have to say. And then taking that and you have to go down to because I'm only one vote that I, th I think that that especially people of influence should understand that I'm only one vote. And when you have power, when you are influential, it is to me very imperative that you understand what your role is. Your role is to point people to the truth. Uh, the great Elijah Muhammad said that uh, I'm in search and seeking to connect with, to travel the road to truth. That's why you find more Muslims or most of your Muslim friends are Muslim friends, Muslim friends. Uh, they have that annual journey to Mecca. It is the, the journey towards the truth. Uh, Buddha says that I am in search of the truth. M Mr. Muhammad says I point towards the truth. And so the moment is when you realize that as an influencer, at least for me, everybody has their own view. But for me, an influencer says I am trying to make sure that I am utilizing my my space to point people towards a truth, a idea, something for them to think and something else for them to also consider. And so I would like for you to consider this fine young woman's words and then also understand that she speaks a different language than Miss McClellan. I mean, those are facts. They come from diff two different parts of the tracks and they present two different visions for one city. And, um, you know, it, it, it comes down to which vision you believe in the most. That's the bottom line. It's, it's what do you believe in? Not, oh, I love Andrea or oh, I love Angela, the person. But what do you believe in? That is what I hope everybody who goes down to the polls, not just in this election, but in any election. I, we're going to talk about elections deep down, deep down the road or give a deep dive, should I say, into elections, because I think it's very important to have that discussion. And I don't want to really take this time here to do that because we got other things to do. And, and you came here. Shout out to all of you who uh, are here. Bless your hearts. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, but you are here to hear on uh, Angela or you might be here to hear another piece of business that we're going to talk about today, because in conjunction with Miss uh, Graves, we want to talk about creativity. We want to talk about the empowerment of same. And so we got uh, an artist and we're going to talk about a, a good buddy of mine from up in Richmond. He's doing his thing on the Christian circuit. I wanted to put these two pieces together because I felt honestly like you have this this delegate who her roots comes from the church. Her passions are bred out of the church. And then you have this artist in uh, we I when back when I met him, he was calling himself P dot. Now I think it's just C Goss. You know, we all have 
uh, we all reinvent ourselves. I reinvented myself like 19 times while I, since I've been on the Internet these 15 years. And so, you know, it is what it is. But these two individuals, I believe, come, we all came from uh, the same background, the same foundation, if you will. We were church boys and girls. And from that church mentality, from that church root, from that church heritage, we branched off into whatever our individual passions are. So I think you're going to hear a pattern when you listen to these two individuals. And if you are here just because uh, PDOT sent you or Seagoss sent you, then that's great. Please hear what he has to say, but also pay attention to what's going on because nine times out of ten, you are going to go down to the polls for this particular person. Miss Graves or Miss 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 uh, uh, McClellan. If you live in Norfolk and you're not in Ocean View, they're going to be on your ballot in a couple in a couple days. So I think both of them in this conversation will 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 speak to. There will be a pattern, an intersecting link, if you please. Uh, so we're going to do that in in just a few moments. And you know what? Why, why, while I'm thinking about it, I, I, I appreciate you for being a part. I appreciate you for for wherever you come from, however you've connected this. I thank you. But can you do me a favor? I, I mentioned this earlier and I need to reiterate. Um, can you share this with somebody now? Now, make sure it's consensual because I'm going to ask you to text somebody or email them. Uh, go ahead and put this link in a bottle and attach it to a bird's beak and. Especially in this area, one of them geese that carry it. They go all over the world. I don't know. Do they have track? I don't care. The moral of the story is, however you get it, even if you have to slide into someone's DMs. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Because, again, you probably get them. All right? If you can figure out that 2 plus 2 is 4 and see it in the picture, God's got a blessing of $1,500. I just want to slide it into your cash app. I'm so sick of those comments. So, yeah, please make sure I want to get no reports. Nobody going to Facebook and reporting that these people are, uh, 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 de- they, they are harassing, accosting me. And then my picture is attached to it and my work is attached to it. No, please make sure you know people slide up in their DMs and let them know. Hey, man, I think you um, we we vibe together. We share we share the same views, if you please. I think this might be something you want want to you might want to check out. You might want to hear uh, OP dot OC Goss. You might want to uh, get get your hands on uh, on brunch on Sundays or something. You might want to listen to Miss Graves as, as she's has her aspirations to become a state senator. You know, all these different things might be might be of interest to you. You might even want to just hear about the fact that the, the, the black people rode the streetcars up in Richmond because, you know, they just wanted to uh, let people know they had the power. Any way you look at it, any, any way that this connects to you, please make sure somebody else knows about it. Don't keep it amongst yourself. Said I wouldn't go tell nobody, but I could keep it to myself. Did they sing it down at your church? They sung it down at my church just like that because we didn't have no musicians. They cost too much. Even in 1990, they cost too much. And the ones we did have, they couldn't play. God, they just banged. We had this lady. 
if I could just say this right here. I don't know why they let her get on. The, you know, they had this mindset, make a joy for noise. Jesus. I don't, I don't know if David, when he wrote that, he didn't. It's like the, it's like amendments in the Constitution. Like sometimes you wonder when they wrote these things that they really anticipate all that that encompassed. When they wrote "Make a Joyful Noise," did they really realize that somebody was going to get up and take that verse and try to sing in church and literally sound like two cats getting raped or accosted or whatever you want to put there? It's just bad. Nonetheless. Tell somebody is the moral of this story. Let them know that there's some interesting information that you might want to benefit from, if you please. All right. Hey, it's EDB for this day 24 of month four, 2023. We'll reconvene on the other side. P dot is present then or will be. Yes, sir. Talking to now, what do you call yourself these days? Are you P Dot? Are you Corey? Because you know when I met you, you was P Dot. I know, I know, I know. I'm P Goss. Oh, what's with the name change? I mean, I, I'm mad. I mean, we all been reinvented. I've reinvented myself like 40 million times since I've been on the internet. So you know. <laughs> nah, so that's my real name is Corey, and then Goss my last name. So I just go by P Goss. I mean, I know that should yo yo. Well, okay. So, yeah. so it just didn't work no more. It didn't travel well. Um. Okay. That's just it. That's it. Okay. Right, <laughs> yeah, cool. I wanted to change it. All right, hey man. Like I said, we've all reinvented ourselves like forty million times since we've been on the internet. I know I have. So you preaching? You are making music? You're. Yeah, um, I'm a promoter, entrepreneur. Oh wait, DJ. Oh, you a DJ too? Yep. So, um, um, why you ain't started a podcast yet? I got a podcast too. For real? Yeah. What your podcast do? Well, I don't know about this. Where are you? Where am I? I don't know. See, that's my yeah. anti-social kicking in. I don't know what's going on. Well, that could be true. Every Wednesday night, ten p.m. Every, every Wednesday night at what time? Ten p.m. Where is this podcast released? Uh, on YouTube. Oh, so it's not like audio. You got to watch it via the. You got to, you know, it's a video. No, thing. you can do the. You can do the audio on uh, on Apple. Uh, what is it? Uh, podcast app on the, on the iPhone. Apple. And then we're on, we're on Spotify too. Oh, 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 oh! My bad. We don't know what Apple is, but you know what Spotify is. See that? That's a diss to all of us iPhone people. I got you. Okay, cool. Nah, I love iPhone. I got an iPhone. All right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually Apple biased. I, I appreciate that because if you ever text me and it turns green when I when you respond, <laughs> I'm never yeah. speaking to you again. But um, neither. All right, cool. Um, so this podcast because now I'm curious. I was just kind of talk about some tracks, but you got this podcast thing. I'm curious. What's this about? Maybe I want to listen. Yep. So it's called the Tastemakers Podcast, and we talk about uh, what's going on in the culture from a black perspective. And our motto is: We're grown, fresh, black, and saved. You what? Grown, fresh, black, and saved. 
Oh, okay. So this is kind of like you know uh, 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 a sanctified uh, Black Panther movement going on here. Is that we doing or <laughs> more like a, a Christian Breakfast Club? Oh, oh. I like to think that Charlemagne the God is saved, but that's all right. Okay, cool. So you got mm-hmm. co-host or what? 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 what, what? Mm-hmm. You, you said like what? You got co-hosts working on this piece of business, or you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually four of us. Oh, so yeah, how? Four of us. So how long this shit did go? Uh, every Wednesday we do, we do about two hours. Two hours? Yeah, it's a two-hour show. Oh, so that's about ten to midnight. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I might have to catch that in the morning. That's a little bit below my above my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in bed by ten. Most people do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. So, um, I I didn't know that existed. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that. I was like, you know, man, I didn't know you did a podcast. I didn't know you was out here doing anything in these streets. I was like, you know, this boy. But I should have known better than to know that Corey Goss <laughs> wasn't doing anything with his life. That was stupid of me to think anything otherwise. I'm so very sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm in, I'm almost insulting myself to not think that why did I believe this dude wasn't doing anything? Um, That's hilarious. So uh, this new thing you got going out here because we have a mutual friend who came knocking on my door because yeah. you know you went to Richmond and forgot about us Norfinians and that's fine. Oh my gosh! And um, I mean you know it's all good and um, no hard feelings, but um, really no hard feelings, but man, just, no doubt. Okay, just so you know, because I don't want people to think, you know, we in a PC culture, you got to make sure you know that you really don't have any hard feelings. Right. But you went to Richmond, you know, you went north, and I stayed, you know, here in, in, in the cotton fields. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and so we had a mutual friend who came knocking on my door, and, and apparently uh, he knows God and everybody that I've dealt with in my life. I think he might, if I hang around him long enough, he'll dig up all my exes and I really don't want him to do that. So I might end up divorcing him tomorrow. But he was like, I need you to talk. Have you heard about this dude? And I'm like, yeah, I know who that dude is. And apparently you was making a mixtape or uh, are we calling the mixtape now? Or are we just going straight to CDs because we're doing the stream? Nah, straight album. Straight album. Okay. We're not doing mixtapes anymore. Well, we are, but not for this one. Oh, oh, okay. All right. This so, one's the album. All right. So now, I I thought about it because he's like, um, and this is just me being real. Yeah. Because he called, he's like, you know, uh, Corey's doing this thing. And uh, I don't know if he told you or not because I don't know what his response to you was after he came to me. But I, I was like, okay, what does that got to do with me? And then... Because, you know, we, we don't believe in wasting each other's time. So right. then he called, and he's like, well, he's doing this thing. And I'm like, again, I don't know what that has to do with me. But then when we reached out, and the good Lord told me to call you. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. I, I, I'm I not, know, I know, I know. Because I literally went, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to be honest with people in my old age. But <laughs> literally, I was like, that has nothing to do with me. And he's in Richmond. I'm in Norfolk. I'm not going to Richmond. He's not coming to Norfolk like that. So what does that have to do with me? So he's the good Lord woke me up. It's like, you need to call him because y'all got some things to talk about. I'm like, again, what does this have to do with me? All right, cool. So we had a call. We chatted. Then I realized 
putting just getting down to business here for this particular conversation what the rest of it is i have no idea but i realized when i was doing this this conversation with the uh the delegate that we were talking about creativeness and minority majority and black rights and all those other things not knowing all of the stuff that you are doing that i just learned five seconds ago (laughs) right but for some reason it was like you need to put him as a lead in to her because it's going to click. I'm like, yeah. Okay, totally doesn't make sense to me. This this is me and Jesus having a conversation now. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. This totally doesn't click to me. I don't I don't understand why I would do this, but I sent you a text message and I was like, yo, um, I'm doing this thing. Uh, you got some because I sent it to you Saturday. Like I need to do this in 24 hours. Because literally, I was like, I expected you to say no. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I never turn you down. Uh, excuse me? I never turn you down. I understand that. But still, I, but what you have to understand, you're a businessman. I'm a businessman, right? I have no plan here. I don't know why I called you. <laughs> all I know, I did. I did not know all these things that we just discussed. I'm fascinated by literally sitting in this chair in the last how many minutes we've been talking. I have now realized how this 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 pattern has woven together because of the things you're talking about with your your Word. network and the things that we're pushing with this conversation that's coming up here in just a few moments. I just now learned. Oh, so that's what that meant. All right, cool. You know, that whole Psalms 118, this is the Lord's doing his marvelous in our eyes. You read the Bible. Okay, cool. Right, right. So explain to me this this mixtape, and then tell me what else is on your mind. It's the album. I'm sorry. I'm old, dude. I'm sorry. (laughs) Jesus, I'm going to be 40 next year. Congratulations. I didn't know that was a good thing. But um, tell me about this. You alive, boy. What you mean? Huh? You were alive. That's good. That's a very good thing. That, that, I mean, it's a good thing in one thing, but it's an also another thing for that Reagan that Reagan juice because now I have to hide all the greatest in my hair. Oh, my gosh. Here you go. No, don't hide it. Just let it go. Says the man who's bald. Um, <laughs> so what's this What's this album about? What's the whole point of it? Why, why did it come up? What are we trying to achieve? It's, it's, yeah. Tell, tell, tell me. <laughs> You want to get into it now, or, like, is this the interview? Yeah, man, that's what we're doing. Okay, cool. So, Brunch on Sunday is the name of the album, and uh, it came from an idea I had from my last album that was called Miami. And Miami was a very emotional, very heartfelt, very, um, you know, going through the storm kind of album. And I was getting my feelings out a lot in my last album. Um... Then Miami came around because I just started to feel better. Felt like I was out that that groove, not groove, but out that storm that I was in, and I felt like making music that that reflected how I felt at the moment. So I was like, Christian artists really don't make music like this, like the kind I'm making. So it was important for me to do these records because, like. Although life is a struggle, all of life is not a struggle. There are highlights. There are good points. There are, you know, situations and parts of your life where you have 
experiences that are, that are amazing and they call them mountaintop experiences and you kind of where you know when you fall in love or when you get a promotion at work or when you know you go on vacation or when you just you know 70 got 75 degrees outside and you rolling in the car and you feeling good and you want to make a song that reflects that so that album or this album came from that kind of spirit where everything was going good now and you know, I seem to be out the storm that I was in. And I typically always make music that is reflective of where I'm at in my life. Um, I'll never make a record of something that I'm not currently experiencing. So if I'm happy, I'm making a happy record. If I'm sad, I'm making a sad record. If I went through a heartbreak, broke up a relationship, I'm making songs about that. So if you ever want to know how I feel, just listen to my most current music. And that'd be a good indicator of it. Um, so that's what this record is about, Brunch on Sunday. I wanted to feel like brunch. I wanted to feel like you're riding down the down 64, you know, headed to your your favorite brunch place. And it's the soundtrack that you can listen to while you eat your food. So I'm listening to it um, because, you know, I, I, well, I'm listening to it. And uh, I, I don't know what was I know I don't know what I was going to say there. I'm just going to just let that go. I'm just listening to it, but I'm hearing it, and I'm I'm so I'm conflicted. That's probably why it took me a while to get that out the first time that I said I'm just listening to it. Yeah, because I'm hearing this this album, which is pretty dope. Don't 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 get that twisted i'm not trying to this is this is yeah. not me trying to ease my way into a shade right yeah it's a pretty dope album but i'm hearing it and i'm like preacher and then album yeah it, it's kind of like you know it, 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 as you said the two don't necessarily connect at least in traditional standards they don't Sure. So, when 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 I'm I don't know if you've had that or have experienced that or or have come up against that type of uh, question or not, but when you hear church or your your ideology or your background as a preacher, or your your whatever you want to can label that. Some say it's a calling. Some say it's your job. You know, insert whatever you feel there. When you yeah. when you have that there, and then you have this here, and and those two are kind of societally or or at this moment historically at odds. What is your what are your your responses? How how are you dealing with that? How are you talking about that? Tell yeah, me so tell me how a person who wants to get out the church out the church uh, uh, slave pit. How we deal with that? That's what I'm trying to say. Sure. So I think the idea of that. That, that that mindset towards it, I think that is a antiquated um, uh, way to look at it. I think if we look at preachers now, they are doing multiple things where they are doing singing, they are doing rapping. You got Pastor Mike Jr. that's a pastor, and he's a stellar award-winning artist. You got Marvin Sapp does the same thing. So, and I know a few pastors that are preachers, that are pastors of churches, but that are rappers. So I never knew that there was 
a rule, quote unquote, that you could that you couldn't do that. Because I think I never came from that from that mindset. It was always you can do whatever the Lord puts on your heart to do. Huh. And I think that is involved with a lot of my upbringing. Um, you know, because Calvary necessarily wasn't a traditional church, and that's why I grew up at. So I always saw people doing multiple things. Right. And uh, and I always felt like, you know, like I wanted to be a rapper first, and then I wanted to be a pastor later on in life. I figured that was the the normal um, flow of things, you know, the, the, the evolution of it, especially if you're a Christian rapper. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the, with the, um, not dynamic, but with the tension between rapper and preacher. Because to me, it's just normal. No, to me, hey. it's like, this is what you do. Hey, man. Hey, if you don't know nobody, ain't no problem, ain't no reason to try to make it up now. So, <laughs> so, um, this, um, Talk about this this podcast very quick, and then I'm gonna get out your hair because you got things to do, and I don't, I don't want to take up all your time. Um, this podcast, you talk about the Black Breakfast Club, if you will, or the Christian Breakfast Club, if you will. What what what, what, what are we what yeah. are we doing? And um, so this um, podcast was an idea from my homie DJ Quote. He's out there in seven five seven still, and he hit me up about a year and a half ago. It was like I got this idea. Uh, for a, it started off as a Christian hip hop podcast, and there wasn't a bunch of Christian hip hop media um, the way that we do it. So he was like, "Let's do this." So I was like, "All right, I like talking. I like being on camera. Let's do it." Uh, and then he had some other people that he brought on to it, uh, brought in as well, and uh, we formed this thing called the Tastemakers. Now, over the the last year, some change. We've evolved from a Christian hip hop podcast to a culture pop culture podcast pop pop culture podcast from the perspective of Black folks, you know, who are in the culture. Um, so it's done well. Um, we've been shouted out by some pretty well known podcasters in our space. Um, we've had interviews. We have uh, put on events um, and all kinds of stuff. So the podcast is doing well. And uh, it's unique perspective as well, because you have me who's single, you have the guy who started the podcast who's married, uh, so that's a married guy, a single guy, and a married woman, and a single woman, and you put us all together, and we, you know, kind of chop it up and give you all the perspective from where we're at in our life, in our life's point right now. And at some point, the mar- the two single people figure out how to get together, now you got three couples on the podcast that we're working on? <laughs> Nah, nah, it's nothing like that. It's all friend vibes. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Hey, man. I don't, I, good. I don't, look, I ain't trying. Don't nobody say I started that. I don't know what's going on here. So don't, I ain't, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading yeah, the tea leaves here. All right, man. So we got this track that's out there. And as I said, it's the lead in to this conversation that we're having. Um, one of these days, we have to sit down. Now that I know more about what's going on in your world, we got to really chop it up about what I'm, what was going on down here in the 757, at least on our corner. Because, you know, it's a lot of things that's going on that we don't know about. You know, a lot of people are doing things. I didn't know you had a dude over there doing something. Granted, I knew that there were people out there, but who they were, no idea. And so, I feel like that the internet is a great place, but it's also a kind of hiding place because... Uh, you never really know that 40 million people might be doing the same thing. So, um, 
the good thing, again, that I thought when I said this was that here's this conversation we're getting ready to have with a sitting delegate. So, you know, is one of those people who's running the town and the culture that you're dealing with. You talk about somebody out there at 757. Are we talking about Norfolk 757 or Regina B 757? What are we talking about? What are you talking about? Your, your, your peoples. Is it Norfolk or the Virginia Beach? Where they at? Oh, oh, the one from the podcast? Yeah. He's in... Where's he at? Chesapeake. Oh, yeah. I don't care about Chesapeake. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we got this lady here that's, that's, that's running and she's in Norfolk. And, and she, literally, if, you know, when you hear it, I think you should really... Uh, well, I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You, you're a grown man. You can do what you want. But I think that you will hear that you're in some cases talking the same language in some instances. And again, now I understand why merging these two pieces together was important because there is a God. I'm too stupid to come up with this stuff. There you go. There you go. And I'll, I'll send you the link to the podcast too. You, 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 you can check them out. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to uh, check out your podcast. And um, I need to know why we haven't done this conversation before. I don't know, bro. That's a great question. I'll actually be in 757 next week for a conference if you want to link up. Look, I'm just trying to figure out why I'm out here shooting podcasts every single day and we've never had a conversation <laughs> before. I just sat down and talked to everybody from councilmen to city leaders to mayors to people making T-shirts on the side of the road. Never, never yeah. Corey Goss. Why was that? We need, we need to change that. We do need to change that. I agree. All right, man. We're gonna work on that though. All right, sounds good, my guy. All right, you gonna be in, you gonna be in the area when next week? Uh, so I'll be there a lot next week. Actually, I'll be there for something in the water on Sunday, and then uh, I got a conference that I'll be at down there uh, on May eighth, ninth, and tenth. You going to something in the water? I'm going to the gospel the uh, gospel part. Oh, you going to hear Jay Drew? Then you going to hear Bishop Drew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hear the shears. Oh, 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 oh. You going to hear Kojic down there shouting and hollering, speaking in tongues down there on Sunday? Well, hopefully I missed that part, but I'm what? going down there for Lecrae. Why Kirk you, what, what, but, but, and that, what, what, so what are they doing down there on Sunday? Pop-up church, baby. I, uh, I, you I, got, I, you got Lecrae, you got Kirk Franklin, you got Ty Tribbett, TMJ, Corey Asbury, is somebody preaching? You said what? Is somebody preaching? Yeah, I think Jay Drew's preaching. Oh, oh, Jay Drew's preaching. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So how long is Shindy supposed to last? Because they told me it's free. It is free. Yes. Yeah, so what time does Shindig start? Starts at 12, ends at 8. 12 to 8 for for church? For church, my guy. All right. <laughs> hey, man, you, you need to let me know when you're in town. We will have to. Uh, I, won't, I will not be in this part of the city next weekend, but um, I'll be on the other side of the world because, you know, I already had plans yeah, to be man. out there. And I have a wife, and we want to go, in, and, and I want to stay married, so. I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be gone for the right. first half of May. But we need to make this happen. Nah, for real, bro. I got you when I get in town. 
All right, man. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy your track, and then uh, I thank you for your time. And make sure you uh, we have to send you uh, you have to check this out and, and listen to her. You might like her. Uh, no, I definitely will. Just shoot me the link. All right, man. We'll get that done. All right, bro. Peace. Yeah. We be having good days. We be having. We be having good days. We be having good days. Some bad ones too. But tonight we stepping out with the crew. Cause they know soon as I show up, all the drinks on us. Everybody showing up like, hey, 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 hey. Everybody showing up like, hey, always, always. If you in the R, you can meet me at Lulu's. We can hit the cities, my I don't care, you choose Burns and waffles, I got that falafel It's water just fine, look, hold off on the bottles Slide to Miami and you know I'm at Swan Catalina Kitchen in LA is where I'm going I'm a bit of a misfit when I'm in the district But if it's Macan, you know I can't miss it Everywhere I go, they put me on the new spots I want the pancakes and make sure my eggs hot I ain't hard to please, just want the simple things Brunch is a must and with no phone rings <laughs> Look, the radio playing all my jams she looking at me like she ain't got a man I think I'ma slide right up Gonna pay for her cup Then see what's we up like Hey, But tonight we stepping out with the crew Cause they know soon as I show up All the drinks on us Everybody showing up like Hey, 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 hey Everybody showing up like Hey, always, always uh, Yeah, that's how we do it Pull up with the crew, we going stupid Ain't no limit to life, we speed through it Party all day and catch flights, I'm a tourist uh, Good vibes, never miss Packing bags, only time that we trip You at the spot and be scrolling through the gram Whole time you on your phone, I got you in my hand I do a lot, but not too much On the schedules, always brunch uh, What we do, we don't discuss uh, On Sundays, it's only us so let's skip the whole interview Tell the way to check please, we got things to do <laughs> So let's skip the whole interview And tell the way to check please, we got things we to do We good days, some bad ones too But tonight we stepping out with the crew Cause they know soon as I show up All the drinks on us, everybody showing up like Hey, 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 hey Everybody showing up like Hey, I, I can hear you. Okay. You, you, you. You just speak to me. Hi, Eric. There you go. We're yeah. good. And we're live. We're live. All right, you can stand close to me because you know those other mics I got, they don't work and we hate them. <laughs> so, so I didn't bring those. Yeah, we found out the hard way. I got to replace those. All right, my friends. I'm, I'm setting an outdoor walk because we're supposed to be doing something good with our lives. My ladies and gentlemen, we're coming this way. We're going to walk and we're gonna walk and talk. We're going to walk and talk. Okay. So we're going to head that way because it's more quiet. Okay. Oh, great. Thank you. All right. That's right. Because we're gonna, we're gonna, we're. That's right. We're gonna walk away from it. Yeah. So I'm good. You, you want, yeah. you want somebody to carry that for you, or you got? Yeah. It? If you would, that would be great. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Carry her for it. I, I know. That's what I mean. It is happening. <laughs> 
Because I got all campaign stuff in there. Where, where is, where is everybody? Lit, where is everybody? Envelopes, all that. All right. She hiding. <laughs> all right. Well, grandmama's coming up. There we go. Okay. Yeah. That works. I like yeah, it. Yeah. We're walking and, and she's doing the pictures back there. Sam's going to stand beside me in case we want to tag team on things. And uh, so we're here today walking with, with y'all good? Can you hear me? Do you need us to get behind you so that you can hear it? Or do you need, yeah, we, we, we're on time clock. We got a delegate here. This ain't, this ain't Hooligan Village. We got a delegate. <laughs> we got to work. You are silly. Lord, well, you know what it's like to try to get black people on the same page. <laughs> I'll say I'm one of us. He all right. <laughs> so we're here. I'm going to turn around this way. We'll walk so that we can we can talk together. Okay. But we're here with Miss Miss Delegate Angela Williams Graves. Yes. And we're talking. You all right? Yep. Okay. And we're talking about uh, your potential or your well, I don't know how to say potential, but you running for Senate. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you're running for the new 21. Yes. And uh, we'll get into that in just a second. But okay. uh, before we begin, we want to talk about, uh, because you're Angela Williams Graves, mm -hmm. so we want to talk a little bit about heritage, where you came from, and all that good stuff. Okay. And and uh, so let's begin with, with that story of who you are, where you come <laughs> from, and all that. Well, um, the Williams part is is my, my maiden name. And my father was Bishop I. Joseph Williams. And my mom was, as she was always known, Mrs. I. Joseph Williams, because she never used her own first name. Oh, bless her heart. She did not. She did not use her own first name. And was there a reason when, for that? I think it was just old school. Oh, okay. I really do. My mom and dad were born in like 1928, 1924. That they were, they were born way back when. Uh -huh. And so I think it was just old school. She just never used her own first name. And it was, it was funny because um, when she passed away, we did her obituary Mitch, in her name. Myself. And people didn't really realize who she was. Right. Because we put Elsie Williams in the newspaper. Right. And right. they were like, who is that? Right. So, right, <laughs> right. But um, I grew up in church. Yeah. Um, I grew up in um, Antioch Baptist Church. Uh -huh. That was, uh, my dad passed her there for like 30 years. Right. And um, I'm, I'm just a church girl that loves Jesus and wants to help people. Not, 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 not daddy. We can't skip over him. Yep. Because daddy was up there. Uh, daddy now you can explain this better than I can okay but this is what I know about daddy okay daddy grew up in a time where the Baptists and the Pentecostals didn't really get along and he had Bishop Willis yeah and they worked together and Bishop Willis they was did. Bishop Willis kind of made him a, a honorary Pentecostal <laughs> And we were Baptistcostals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And Bishop I. Joseph Williams made Bishop Willis an honorary Baptist. Yep, absolutely. Watch yourself. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's kind of how that 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 bond forged. But y'all got together on various civil rights issues, and absolutely. he was a powerhouse in the community. So most folks don't really know that you have mm -hmm. a heritage in Bishop Willis, um, uh, Pastor Milton Reed over at um, New Calvary Baptist Church. He was the reason why Dr. King came through, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Right, and right. and the Guns family. Um, you know, uh, Jeffrey Guns and his father and his brother over at Second Calvary and, and Abyssinia Baptist Church. All the people's in there too? All those folks were, people don't realize that all, in addition to like our family going back, the Guns family goes back, way back. Oh. And so. Um, I never knew that. Oh, absolutely. And so um, 
because uh, Jeffrey Gunn's father, Pastor Abyssinia Baptist Church. Right, right. I knew that. And Over so, there off of Cali Avenue. Of, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so there is a history there of folks that um, I was influenced by right. that go way back in terms of civil rights and uh -huh. making sure that folks had the right to vote. Right, right, Making right. sure that folks were registered to vote um, and, and, and helping them get to the polls. So all of those, those... Well, all of that connected with old Miss Miss Butts over there, Evelyn mm -hmm. T. All Evelyn those, T. Butts, yep. All those in the same, because yep. she was the reason why they got poll tax removed. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. You know, absolutely. that's when they start making you count the jelly beans in the jar. Yes, yeah. and answer ridiculous questions. Yes, to, like, to like, be how able many, to, like how many? It's called poll tax. It poll was called tax. poll tax. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a poll tax. You either had to pay money or you had to count the jelly beans or you had to answer ridiculous questions or any old thing else that they came up with yeah. to um, as a barrier, as in white folks mm. who did not want black people to vote. Mm. I mean, mm. that's just the plain and simple of it yeah. or any other crazy thing that they came up with mm -hmm. to keep you from exercising your constitutional right mm. to vote. So mm. what's very interesting to me about that is we have all these provisions on the right to vote, but we don't have any provisions on gun rights, and they're both constitutional rights. Huh. Yet one seems to get a free-for-all, and the other one seems to get all kinds of restrictions in the name of it's the Constitution. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so um, they, they, they worked in all that issues and things of that nature, mm -hmm. and... Uh, and uh, it was very fascinating because most folks around here, as you just see from our young millennial right here, who, no, I mean, it, it, it's kind yeah. of funny, but mm -hmm. in some cases it's kind of uh, somewhat ridiculous to me mm -hmm. that Watch you have that. so much history that most folks are not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so we see all these different things like, you know, like Angela Williams Graves comes up and, and they, they, you know, you, as my mama liked to say, Barbie doll, a troll doll, they kind of go in that mentality instead <laughs> of realizing that this woman actually knows something. And, that part. Yeah. A little yeah, something. Yeah, a little something. A little something. And, and so I was fascinated because we had chat some time ago and somebody came and they said, well, uh, uh, Miss Gray, I don't remember what they said. That's mm -hmm. the point. But we have chats a long time when, uh, on those nice rides back from Richmond. Mm -hmm. where we sit there and talk policy while you're coming back home. Mm -hmm. And so we've had these two, three hour chats about you know, your thoughts and views and how mm -hmm. these things connect in life and different things and how policy and mm -hmm. and heritage and all those stuff are important. So I know you know something. That's that's the point. Appreciate it. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. yeah. I don't care what they say about it. I know you know something. <laughs> There's a brain in this behind this pretty face. There is. Right? There, 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 there is, is a brain behind this pretty face. There is. And and, and I, uh, I, I say publicly, and I, I say this because mm -hmm. I've said this, we did. You and I did a, a, a conversation with someone else, mm -hmm. and the moment I said in that conversation with her is, I feel like my parents are getting a divorce <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like both of you are very smart, intelligent individuals, and mm -hmm. I won't take that for either one of you. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that that's just something that that I, I hold strong to. Mm -hmm. And when people come and say, "Well, I think that," well, I'm like, "No, Angela's not stupid. She, <laughs> she knows what she's talking about." Well, which, thank you. Which speaking on that. We go into this uh, this next part because um, a lot of what you're working on is focusing on bringing people awareness to the fact that we're in a majority minority, which most folks have no idea what that is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, to some degree, have no clue. What are you saying back there? Our person. I'm just saying I know. Okay. Oh, you know what ah, it is. She oh, knows oh, what oh it she is. knows what it is. Yes. She, she's smart. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, see, she's smart. The rest of us see? went to public school, so we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Went all the way down to Ocean View where we lived. Wow. We lived in the Broad Creek and uh -huh. I sent them all the way to Ocean View. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the city itself is a minority majority. I mean, if you really look at the schools and the makeup of the schools, our schools are majority children of color. And so we have, um, we have majority minority as a city all you know throughout and so this district that we're in in district 21 is a minority majority district we were redistricted due to um the census you know the census comes every 10 years and people don't realize how important the census is so please explain to me because it's like lawyers talking amongst each other mm -hmm. and and the dumb dropout excuse me the the college deprioritizer <laughs> deprioritizer oh that's a good new word yeah. that's a yes, real yes. good new word yeah, that's his that's his that's a deprioritizer i didn't deprioritize my education it got defunded but okay. that's, a whole yeah, that's a whole nother thing that's a whole nother that's conversation that's a whole nother thing yeah but so what is majority minority because Majority, so minorities are primarily black people, people of color, mm -hmm. um, the AAPI community, that's the Asian um, Pacific Islander community, those individuals. But majority of your minorities are black folks. Right, right, that's right. That's just pretty much what it is. And so this city is made up of a majority of black people. Right. Black and brown people. And the children, the schools, the whole nine yards reflect that. So this city um, is, is, is majority minority. The city is majority minority. Hmm. Yeah. Because when you look at maps in the country and different things like that, and I don't mm -hmm. know why I'm not looking at you, I'm looking up at the sky. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you look at maps, you always kind of see in many cities it's kind of neck and neck. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's but what I'm thinking you're hearing is when I'm looking at different demographics, mm -hmm. I'm looking at them all broken down mm -hmm. into black uh, Asian, mm -hmm. Latino, things like that. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're putting all the minorities together. Absolutely. And well, Absolutely. That, so then that does because Latinos are a minority, Chinese people are a minority, um, Hispanic people are a minority, Japanese people are a minority, all of the Asian South Islander folks are minorities. So we're counting all of those so together. So we're counting all of those individuals gotcha. together to make, but even at that, the bulk of the minority is still black folks. Right, right. You know right, what I mean? It's still right, black folks. Right. So, so majority minority is is basically we are uh, when we talk about that, and for somebody like I said who deprioritized or defunded their education, <laughs> or for some of us had it defunded, mm -hmm. what 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 is that? What are they hearing when they're when they're hearing this? What are, what is, what do they need to pay attention to when they're hearing that? A lot of times, it's just about representation. Okay, representation matters, and when you have cities that are minority majority, then the representation is very important mm -hmm. and so that's why this race is very important because our city is a minority majority the district is a minority majority and yet we have non-minority running for the seat oh hmm. mm -hmm. okay nice person hey how are you good to see you <laughs> oh <laughs> madam doyle yes 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 <laughs> not surprised she's out running no no she's no, a runner no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Caesar runner. Yeah. Everybody wants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Norfolk. That's what it is. That's what it is. I yeah. mean, it's, somebody said to me the other day, I was walking down the street and I spoke to a couple of different people and they were from Richmond. And they were like, it really troubles me when an elected official can walk down the street and nobody speaks to them. And that you, if you can't walk down the street in a neighborhood or like a downtown where people are moving and, and not see anybody that knows you, there's a problem. I mean, I'm not an elected official, but I can't walk down the street And anymore. everybody knows you, and, see? And sometimes I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. Because <laughs> 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 sometimes they know me, it's because I got a target. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Who, me? You know? Yeah, you. Why? I believe he's CIA or FBI or something. This is your bodyguard. Who, this guy right here? Who, oh, Sam? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm oh, yeah, he, sure. uh, yeah he, he's a scary dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'll kick the head off a moose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, can, he can fight. Yeah. So, oh, I love this view. Yeah, we're, 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 we're walking along the trail, which is a great segue because you, uh, you have some, some interest in, in the trail, at least in trails in general. Mm -hmm. So uh, would you like to have a discussion about that very, or take your time on that? <laughs> well, no. Because, um, you know, I work with the trail. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And that's the Elizabeth River Trail. Right. And um, one of the things that I'm really proud of that we did when I was on city council was improving the trail over on the south side and improving access to the trail over on the south side. When we did the new apartment development mm -hmm. that's right at the bottom of the Campostella Bridge, mm -hmm. there is a Elizabeth River Trail, or at least there's supposed to be, over that runs along that that pathway they're supposed on the to old wood bridge at the campostella at the bottom of the campostella bridge oh yeah you expect that. me to run across that bridge no you could drive across there i'm about to say i tried to run across that bridge one mm -hmm. not happening <laughs> not happening and i'm gonna tell you something so this i'm on the end there. of the bridge like jesus mm -hmm. please that's get. the new bridge that you know that's the new bridge uh -huh. right so if you're not from here you don't really know that part. No. That's the that bridge is it's old, but it's the new bridge because right. it used to be a drawbridge right. there. And the same thing with the Berkeley Bridge. The Berkeley Bridge technically is the new bridge, even though it's really not the new bridge. Uh -huh. It's been around for a long time. Um, it was it's a higher drawbridge. Uh -huh. It used to be a low bridge, so it was opening and closing and stopping traffic. And so they built the new. That's the new bridge. Oh, he's turning. Oh, he's turning. Yeah, he's turning. Yeah. But um, that's 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 an a as bridges go. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. That's the that's the new bridge. But over so, there. So when you talk about expanding, because you talk about going over towards that south side and mm -hmm. making that more accessible, because mm -hmm. that that bridge is scary. Well, the bridge is the bridge. I mean, it, the the bridge is the height that it is, so that it doesn't have to lift and open and stop traffic. Oh, I'm, I'm not talking about the height of it. Uh -huh. I'm talking about like maybe gates to go all the way, like a fence to go all the way across the thing. It, yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it's it's you know it's built it was built to standard when it was built. Yeah. Well, 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 when I'm when I'm when I'm thinking like if if we're talking about expanding trail over there, uh -huh. mm -hmm. is it possible? And it's just something to think about uh -huh. to put a gate all the way across the whole side of the bridge. Because maybe you get up to the top of that bridge, you get real scary. It does. It do maybe that yeah. might be a possibility. Yeah, that yeah. might be a possibility. Yeah, I, I yeah. think because at least if I see that gate on the other side when the wind make me feel like I'm gonna fall over. Then, then, then I'll be all right. <laughs> but a lot of people walk it. A lot of people run it. A lot of people, you know. Oh, people are okay it. with it? Yeah. Oh, people walk hand. it and run it. If people they like walk it, it and run it. They like it. I love I, it. I don't run it at all, so it doesn't. 
I, I did it. I did it twice. It and, doesn't. And it may be just the time of the day I did it in. Yeah. I got to the top of that bridge and I was Jesus. If you get me off this bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't like the height factor. No, it's not the height of it. Uh-huh. It was it was windy. Okay. Okay. And you okay. and you you couldn't okay. maintain your balance. Gotcha. And you're gotcha. at a part where there's no protection. Okay. So you okay. literally feel like you're gonna fall. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah. So yeah. Let's not do that. Have you heard of the Jordan Bridge? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've ran the Jordan Bridge several times. Yeah. It's the same story. Yeah. It's really high and it's really. Well, yes. the Berkeley Bridge is fine. Berkeley is fine. Because you're in a gate. You are. You look like you're in prison. That one lives. But that one lifts. Also, yeah, but what I'm saying is the walking path, uh-huh. it looks like you, you, you're you protecting on okay. each side. Gotcha. And, and that makes it fine, gotcha. so it doesn't really matter because you're protected. Gotcha. On the, gotcha. On the Campostella, you're not protected. You're not protected. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the scary part of it. Other than that, I don't care. <laughs> so, but I like the, I mean, I like the opportunity for people to get out and enjoy nature. I like the opportunity for people to be able to exercise traditionally in um, black communities. Yeah. We have not had those opportunities of green space and being able to walk and being able to do it safely. Right. You know, and a lot of health concerns come from lack of exercise. Right. And so having those walking trails, having that nature piece, it allows our children to get better um, exposure. It allows our 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 um, community to be able to meet and greet because a lot of people walk together. Right. They, they have these little walking groups where they walk together. And so it is a wonderful thing um, to let to have that so that folks can um, fellowship together and still be healthy my, and participate uh, in nature. My, my, my initial, you, you know that I worked on, I don't know if you know it or not, because we, I don't know where we, when we got together, mm-hmm. but when the uh, Ohio Creek Project started, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they, uh, they called me because I was working with the uh, um, Joe Rieger over there at the, at the project. Mm-hmm which I blame him for every piece of gray hair in my head. But <laughs> all three pieces. All Go three. All, uh-huh. It's more than that, trust all me. All three pieces. I got that Reagan juice in there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's working on it. But it, see, the fact that you've seen them lets you know that we have a problem. Because <laughs> I can't tell anybody anymore it's dandy. <laughs> but we came over there, and they were talking about that Ohio Creek project. Mm-hmm. My, my initial reaction was, A, um, you got a project that's coming over here. Mm-hmm. They had no amenities in it when they first talked about it. Mm-hmm. And my argument was there were only three ways to get out of this neighborhood. Either the Merchant Marine, the shipyard, or the military. And three of those, and I'm not saying that's, that is true, mm-hmm. but mentality-wise that mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. And so one of those had a military test or a fitness test we couldn't pass. Mm-hmm. There's an article came out a couple of days ago about the gentleman who went to boot camp and died in boot camp because he couldn't pass the physical fitness test. Mm-hmm. So my argument to them was that if we did a walking trail slash fitness course mm-hmm. and uh, Christine and I went all down to Virginia Beach, all out Ocean View, mm-hmm. looking at possible opportunities to build that course and things. Mm-hmm. And so that was always the, the idea, mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm of how do we build an environment where people can come along and, mm-hmm. and exercise. And we started talking about exercising in, in Chester Heights. Mm-hmm. They're looking at me like, we don't want no exercise. 
I know. Then about four people died in the same week. We just want to kind of eat poorly and die. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just and, then when and one, take a pill and think mm-hmm. we're going to be healthy. Yeah, and then one, when one of the when one of the pioneers of the community of the modern pioneers dropped dead from mm-hmm. lack of exercise, mm-hmm. then we started mm-hmm. talking about oh well maybe we should really Do, consider yeah doing yeah. something of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. So what do you, what is your vision for parks and uh, trails and things of that nature moving forward. I know there's legislation that went through. Sam may know more about that than I do on that, so um, he, he kind of follows those types of things. But oh, cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Maybe I should get on this side so he can. Hit. So, what is your vision for for that moving forward, or what do you want to see, or trying to push through? And- well, obviously, like funding is a big piece, you know, and making sure that new developments have. Um, the proper, um, have, have some green space. We are landlocked in Norfolk and we are... When you say landlocked, what do you mean? I mean, it means that we don't have anywhere to go. We don't have any, we oh. don't have a whole bunch of, that's all we can do is pretty much go up. Right. We can either go up, we can tear down and rebuild, um, but we don't have anywhere to go out. We're not like Chesapeake or Virginia Beach where they've got goo gobs of land. So basically we're mid in New York. Un- <clears throat> that's undeveloped. Where I wouldn't go with a mini New York, but that's probably a good because they don't have anywhere to go either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't have anywhere to go either. So that's probably a good analogy. Um, and so when we build, we have got to be mindful of the need for. We have to be mindful that we're an urban city. Right. We have to be mindful of the population. Now define urban city. Urban city is where I mean, well, there's suburbs and there's urban. Right. You know, suburbs are um, where houses and homes are more are, are more spread out. You've got more land mm-hmm. when you have an urban city. We're you know, all stacked on top of each other. more together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think people live here because I think in Norfolk, we do have some of a mix. Right. We have our downtown that is, um, you know, closer, more dense. Uh-huh. And then we have neighborhoods, you know, like where I live in Poplar Halls and where I grew up in Ingleside and um, in some other neighborhoods like Meadowbrook and, and Larchmont where they have space between the zoning has space between the homes and they're not super close together. So yeah. you have a hodgepodge in Norfolk of um, of different types of residences. And You're going to let me stay in Ingleside by myself, right? Well, I have a house out there. Okay. I do have a home out there. It's a rental, well, I, I, but I have one. I, I, I'm just saying, so that means you don't come out there and bother Ingleside, right? <laughs> I, let me tell you something. I love Ingleside. I would love to find a house on the water, gut it, and redo the whole inside one back and there. expand it out and redo the inside and make it like I have to talk my husband into leaving oh. public halls but that's what like you know my, this one back there right is it really yeah I would love to it's not one, yours no I'm, okay. I, don't, I don't live on the water I'm not leaving Ingleside I love it my wife my wife disagrees with me but that's all right but I love it there there's it's back it's back there uh-huh. on, on, back back I, on Eaton I love it nice I, little yellow brick house uh-huh Oh, I'm sorry. Don't give her house don't away. Give, uh, you try to give your mama's house away. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to get her house away. I'm sorry. See, you are so wrong. I grew up on the water back there. I grew up on Brennan Avenue. And so we had we had water. And the funny part is, I don't know how to swim. Um, well, we, we, well, we well this guy right here, Samuel, Samuel is a guy who likes to go in 20 degree weather 
Was it 20 degrees? The polar jump? I, I the do the pol- yeah. I do oh, that. Wow. My friend actually also leads a weekly cold plunge down at Ocean View. Uh-huh. And so I, I try to do that. We discontinued it now because it's warmer and it just... It's yes, yes. It's no fun to go in the water in the, in the warmth, right? Can, can, can you believe that? We stopped only, swimming because it's too hot it's outside. too hot, yeah. yeah. We will recontinue when the temperature is below <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, it's not a cold plunge if it's warm outside. Yeah, that's true. It's not a cold punch. It's just so a cold I've done that and then also this, like the Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do it annually. And I, I, so I, uh, Certain conversations like that, we don't have a minority-majority conversation. No, we don't. No. It's all, my, no, it's all majority. Sure. Yeah, it's that's not all, minority yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There might be a few that don't do it. I'm yeah. just not one of them. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. He yeah, asked me to... Many people will. Yeah. He asked me to come. That. I'm like negative. Negative. So, yeah. So, did we finish up on your vision for parks and trails? Yeah, I mean, just to make sure that we have proper funding for them, just to make sure that we have, when we have new developments, that they have, you know, walking spaces and open spaces and a little bit of green space to make it so that people have a way to stay healthy in their neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and they don't have to go. I mean, all the other, you know, going to the gym and going to the Y and going to all these places is great. But like, if you can take a 20 minute walk in your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. that improves your overall health outcome. Mm -hmm. That, that improves your health, Mm -hmm. right? Says, so says my cardiologist. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to see him like the day after elections are over because we're walking and knocking doors and all that. Yeah, Man, yeah. I'm like, my pressure's got blood pressure got to be low. No yes, no for sure. It's got to be low to run for office? No, it's got to be low after walking all, knocking all the doors. Oh, yeah. I know about all yeah. that. Yeah. So it's got to be if you, you know, if you don't lose 20 pounds doing an election. The next time I call you and tell you I'm running for office. Yes. Don't tell me I can't tell nobody not to do it. Just tell, I don't tell anybody not to. Just tell me, boy, what's wrong with you? I, I, I gave you about an hour to give you that to give you that chance to tell me no. She wouldn't do it. I didn't, because people tell me no. Well, I would have preferred you tell me no. And right? I and I was like, okay. Yeah. Yours yeah. is not the opinion I'm listening to. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, but but I know about that that election race. That yeah. that that ain't fun. Yeah. You're gonna lose about thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah. That part, I've lost about fifteen already. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I, my clothes I, are like hanging, and yeah. so yeah. So you run a oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, on, like on purpose or not? On purpose? No, not on purpose. Okay. Not on purpose at all. So well, you run for office. The stress level, knocking on doors, dealing with the public. Uh, we went out there. One man spit on us. Oh no. Yeah, it was bad. Oh wow. And we we were accosted. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh! Well, That's you know, we funny. tried. We tried to go to the to the um, to forgotten, and you know that was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's a lot when you're dealing with out there running for office. It and, is. And it I, is. I, I, I give deference to anyone who takes <laughs> on that responsibility, especially multiple times as you have. Yeah, we've run. I ran in 2010 and one, 2012 and one, 2016 and one. I ran twice in 2020 and won, twice in 2021 and won, mm-hmm. and now in 23, yeah. and I hope to win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hope to win. Well, so, so talk about your Senate race, because you're running. What, what, so, what's your goals? What's your views? Senate race. Um, so I'm really excited about this race, because number one, Norfolk has not had its own senator in more than 35 years. 
Right mm -hmm. now, what we have are three senators who represent Norfolk. We have Senator Lionel Spruill, mm -hmm. who is known as the senator from Chesapeake. Cause yeah, because he he, he's literally out in Chesapeake. He, ha he, li he has part of Norfolk, and he lives in Chesapeake. He has a by Paul. He has, um, actually, he has some of Broad Creek, too. Oh, yeah. He does. He's yeah. got a chunk of Norfolk. Uh -huh. Then there's um, Aaron Rouse, who flipped the Jen Kiggin seat. That seat has three precincts in Norfolk and Ocean View. It's three precincts in that district currently, as it currently sits, that are Norfolk, but the rest of the district is Virginia Beach. So he's known as the senator from Virginia Beach. And then there's Linwood Lewis, who has, I don't know how many precincts he has in Norfolk, but the bulk of his district is the Eastern Shore. I'm about to say, he's not even over here. He is over here, but he's got a few districts here, but he's got the bulk of the district is in the Eastern Shore. So he's known as a senator from the Eastern Shore. Aaron is known as a senator from Virginia Beach. Lionel is known as a senator from Chesapeake. None of those people are known as a senator from Norfolk. Right. And so the senators from Norfolk have been Yvonne Miller. They've been Kenny Alexander. And so, and now we have um, Senator Spruill, but he is known as a senator from Chesapeake. And so with redistricting, all those people go away in a manner of speaking. And we have one consolidated Norfolk Senate seat, mm -hmm. which means that there's no competition in your mind. There's no competition in your work. There's no competition in anything when it where it pertains to where does my loyalty lie? Does it lie in Chesapeake? Does it lie in Norfolk? Does it lie in the Eastern Shore? Does it lie in Norfolk? Does it lie in Virginia Beach? Does it lie in Norfolk? And I love those guys. Don't get me wrong. I love all three of them. Mm -hmm. But they're, the bases of their districts are not in Norfolk. The concentration of people is not in Norfolk. So their focus is not always, you know, in Norfolk. Right. And so this gives us a whole Norfolk Senate seat with the exception of five precincts. That mostly go in to, Ocean View. Mostly in East Ocean View. Uh -huh. Um, the rest of the city is Norfolk okay. and the rest of the district is Norfolk. So mm -hmm. your vision for the city, my vision for the city. Yes. Um, you know, from I a Senate perspective, from a Senate perspective, I'd love to get guns off the street. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I would love to do also is, and we worked, I worked on, I worked on both of these in the general, in the, in the house of delegates is to fund programs where people are working with children to put, to get budget funding from the state for nonprofit organizations that are working with at-risk children. Because a lot of this stuff we see, children, they don't have anywhere to go, they don't have alternative role models, they may or may not be getting what they need at home, right? Because parents' frustration pours out to children. And children take that frustration into the streets, they take that frustration into the schools, They and they don't have the ability to deal with that. I mean, we get frustrated and sometimes we get it wrong, right? And so children are the same way because they don't even have the emotional capacity to be able to deal with certain issues. And so, so working, giving uh, funding to organizations that are proactive instead of reactive. Anybody can go clean up a crime scene, but prevent that crime scene, right, from actually happening. Um, a woman's right to choose, big, huge, huge deal for me because I'm like so my father was a pastor and there is a scripture that says that um, I'm not made of a spirit of fear but of a sound mind mm -hmm. so I trust my sound mind right and I trust your sound mind as a woman and yours to make a decision that is best for you 
and your body and your life. And when people start taking away, what folks don't understand is when you start taking away rights, you're chipping at the fiber, at the fiber of our democracy. And you're chipping at the ability for people to be able to move and do and make decisions for themselves. Women are being relegated to second-class citizens. And that's just something I can't. I, 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 anyway. And when you, when you talk about you a church girl, mm -hmm. and then you talk about reproductive rights, mm -hmm. now, anybody will know that I have been considered, you know, the gay man's preacher. <laughs> I am the 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 the, 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 the abortion preacher, mm -hmm. you know, because I. So how do you speak to that crowd of people, who? Because my argument is that a, it's not about trying to, uh, force somebody into or force the church into agreeing to something, mm -hmm. but it's more putting the power into the hands of individuals, mm -hmm. and I, I like to go to Joshua where he says at the end of that chapter over in 24, where he says, listen, this is what you're supposed to do. The Bible says this, love your Lord, thy God, you know the commandments, all mm -hmm. that stuff. But listen here, I'm going to go over here and do what I do. <laughs> you're going to go ahead and do what you do. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. he gave kind of the blueprint to mm -hmm. what you're trying to say is that we're trying to give everybody the option to do Absolutely. whatever they Absolutely. believe that is right within their Absolutely. mind. And Well, you've been in church, and I've always been told Jesus is a gentleman. He stands at the door and he knocks. He does not bust his way in. He does not make us do anything. He gives us the option to accept him. Mm -hmm. So if we have an option to accept Jesus or not, we should have an option as to whether or not we want to have Even though a Jesus child. became a Republican. <laughs> That's the way the Republicans sell it. But anyway, I'm yeah. Baptist and Democrat and okay. I know Jesus. Okay. So right. I feel like if that's the option he gave us on eternal life mm -hmm. with him, then we should have options while we are here in human form okay. on earth. And nobody should be able to take those options away. The other piece of it, too, is I was talking to a young lady the other day and she was talking about the whole zone thing. And she had had a tubal pregnancy. Her daughter had had a, um, she'd had a tubal pregnancy. She had had a miscarriage. Her daughter had had a tubal pregnancy. And every single time that was the drug that they were given to help expel the pregnancy so that she didn't die and so that her daughter didn't die. Right. So when we talk about this pill, they, they coined it the abortion pill, which is accurate but not accurate it's also a matter of health care and making sure that women don't die and that people who are lawyers and have no medical training are not making decisions about health issues i can't tell you about the law why should the law people be able to tell me about health care i can't even tell you about you see and i married one of you see and i'm still confused see? all right there you go yeah you know but here's and, and the last thing i'll say about the church folks my Bible tells me to love people. My Bible does not tell me to judge people. My Bible does not tell me to shun people. My Bible tells me to love people and to show them the love of Jesus. And if I am showing folks the love of Jesus, eventually they'll be like, what is it you got going on? Because you're different. You, there's something about you that is different. And you, you introduce folks to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then you let Jesus do the rest. The rest of the stuff is up to them and Jesus. And then up to me. I don't have to stand in front of Jesus and answer for you or you. 
I answer for me. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to do is have to answer why did I mistreat God's children, right? Why did I do that? Because they were just different. Mm, yeah. You know, so love them. Love so them my, my final question is more of something that is on the conversation, especially around here. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about flooding, sea level rise, mm -hmm. climate mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a report that came out that I, I did a podcast on it. Don't know anything about what I just. I sat down <laughs> and talked to a, a reporter from Germany. Uh -huh. She came over doing the Ohio Creek project, mm -hmm. did an interview. Like I want to talk to you. Sit down. We talk about climate change. Mm -hmm. I'm like, woman, you came. For, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, somehow we made sense of that whole thing. Uh -huh. And so we did a podcast. We did two of them, where every time something happens in the climate world, I call her like, please tell me what this is. Cause I have no idea. Okay. The moral of the story is that's the conversation where, you know, if you let two dogs pee in the same spot around here, the city's going to flood. Sure. So what, you get a rowboat for five drops of rain. Yeah, you, you, mm -hmm. yeah you, you pour your water down the drain and the whole city's flooded. Mm -hmm. So what, do, what, what is your conversation? Because there's other uh, discussions about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We already know that. That's public knowledge. Mm -hmm. What? what uh, other people who are vowing for this spot is speaking about. Mm -hmm. And again, I told you, my parents are getting divorced, so this is a problem for I'm me. I'm gonna tell you how we can stay together, but go ahead. Okay, tell me that. So, <laughs> um, with that being their focus, mm -hmm. and, and it is a big problem, mm -hmm. what, what are you suggesting that we do on, on, it's your vision for dealing with climate change, sea level rise, combating those issues, and, I'm sure that's come across your desk once or twice. Absolutely. Because you were, you, you were, if most folks don't know, that um, you, um, you were the sitting council person when the Ohio Creek Project started. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, Directing our team to apply for the grant getting that grant and, yeah. and implementing that that grant because it, it, it the Ohio Creek project was in an area that was high risk. Yeah. Yeah. And so so uh, what was the what is your vision behind doing more projects like that is is literally they call it one of the 100 cities, mm -hmm. resilient cities. Mm -hmm. Norfolk is one of those. Mm -hmm. What is your vision moving forward in the state for that level? Well, it's funding. I mean, all this stuff costs money and we're not talking about $100,000. We're talking billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And so there's opportunity with the city to have uh, federal funding, but it also requires a non-federal match. And the city of Norfolk does not have millions of dollars just to turn over to this one project, although it's an, it, it is um, a, a, an important project and it's a, a necessary project to make sure we still have a city that um, folks can live in and work in and, and whatnot. But it's about funding and it's about fighting for funding at the state level to help the city of Norfolk in terms of the, the grant and the match that is required. Because it make no mistake about it, it's a multi-billion dollar project. So are we under sea level? Are we over sea level? Because it depends on who you fight with depending on what the politics of the day is, depending upon whether that line is. Well, the, the, the city is, is sinking. The okay. city is sinking and the sea level is rising. Right. So there are some parts that are under sea level. There are some parts that are a little bit drier that don't flood, that are higher, you know, in the in the overall city of Norfolk. I mean, we're down here in Ghent, um, in downtown area. And if it floods, you know, right down uh, Bush Street, you yeah, need that's a rowboat. That's, that's where you put two dogs. Don't you let them pee on the same robo. spot. Yeah. It's like what? And so it just kind of depends on where in the city you are to mm -hmm. determine how far under sea level, you know, we are. 
but um, it's just one of those, it, it's, it's funding. It's really all about funding yep. and making sure that we're getting the best um, solution possible mm -hmm. for the problem. Your detail coming to get you. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. So uh, is anything, uh, Samuel, you, would you like to, I'm going to, since we have a few moments before she has to leave, would you like to ask a question? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I have any. Well, what, what, uh, what led you to politics and, and I guess kind of if you could spark notes Oh. your story into politics and, <laughs> and what that looks like. I know that's maybe a, a very that's loaded a, question. Yeah, it, it was a good question. Um, yeah. Having grown up with parents who were very politically active in church, um, I didn't really, I really didn't like it. I wasn't really interested. And then a council member, quite frankly, did something that I thought was ridiculous. It ended up on the news. And I was like, I don't know what that job is, but I'm certain I can do better than that. And so I That's started generally to, how we all run, you know, yeah. and I and I, I started getting involved with campaigns and I started volunteering and I started doing those things. And I started to see a little bit, a little bit of how the sausage was made. And so I decided when, when we had an open seat in 2020, um, I was working for the city. I wor actually worked for the city of Norfolk for seven or eight years. And then I was I served on the um, Norfolk Public Library's Board of Trustees. Um, for a number of years. And then when the uh, Super War 7 seat came available in 2010, I ran for that seat. And like I said, I won that seat, won tw 2012 after 2016 and 2020 and all that. And um, But what I did do was um, come to appreciate that council member um, that I thought didn't make sense. I came to appreciate his perspective because his perspective is based on his life experience and his lived experience. And so while my lived experience is different from his lived experience, we were able to work on issues. We didn't always agree. We did not always agree. And I'm not the chick that lets you just talk to me any old kind of way. So we had some, yeah. you know, we had That's some, we yeah, we butted heads a lot. But um, I think overall- now How do you get away with it and I can't? I don't know. I, 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 maybe I need to be pretty like you. I, that maybe, but yeah. I just, yeah. you know, my dad was like, you can't let people talk to you any kind of way. You, if you're not disrespectful, you can't let people be disrespectful. Right. That was how I was raised. Right, right, right. And so, um, and I think sometimes with people, they just kind of want to see how far they can go. Right. And I'm like, it's not very far. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very far. You yeah. Yeah. Not being disrespectful. You can't go very far. Right. Yeah. But I did get um, a better appreciation for his life experience and I got a better appreciation for his position on different issues based on the things that he had seen throughout his life mm -hmm. and the way that he had seen things and and being in some of the rooms that I was in that other people aren't in and seeing how folks interact and how folks mingle and the conversations that they have I was like oh, okay all right I get it I totally get it why you feel the way that you feel our approach to handling it or, or rectifying it might be different, but a lot in a lot of cases, I would agree. You know, we I could I could see his perspective, and so that's kind of what led me to doing that. And like I said, once the general assembly seat, my my neighbor who was my delegate, who's now a judge, um, that seat came open, and then now having this seat um, that primarily was held by Senator Yvonne Miller back in the day. 
um, to Nobody have that. Nobody knew she was a senator, by the way. Yeah, no, it's it's she like she was just what? Mama Yvonne. She was just Mama. She was she was Mama Yvonne, but yeah. she was Senator Yvonne Miller, and she, you know, she fought for equal rights and she fought for the restoration of rights, which is something that you know we haven't really talked about. But she fought for the restoration, automatic restoration of rights for nonviolent offenders who come out of jail, done their time, and all that. Is and that in fact? Are we still struggling with that? Or we still struggling with okay, that okay, because okay. that is that by the Constitution is in the hands of the governor. And the Constitution has restoration of rights in the hands of the governor. And so Which his right process, now might be a little bit of a problem. It is a whole lot of a problem. Mm. Because starting with Bob McDonald, Bob McDonald made the process smoother. He compacted the process. Then Terry McAuliffe came and he made the process more compact and, and a whole lot smoother. And then Ralph Northam came and he just kept it moving. And now we got this governor, Trumpkin, I mean, Yumpkin, Yump. Can, yeah, him. Um, that is making oh, it more difficult for people. He's not telling folks what his process is. He's not telling folks what the criteria is. And unfortunately, he is well within his right in the Constitution to do that. And so the solution is one banging on his door, bringing awareness to it. But the real solution is a constitutional amendment to how we restore rights. That's the real solution is a constitutional amendment to get automatic restoration of rights for those citizens who are returning, who've done their time, who served their time, who've done all that other stuff. And now they're coming back and they want to be reintegrated in society. And if you can't vote, if you can't participate, if you can't become a notary, I mean, you can make a living being a notary. Right. If you can't become a notary, if you can't do those things, but especially the right to vote, if you silence people's right to vote, you are silencing people. And I think that's part of the problem. And I think that's something that, you know, this current governor and administration want to do. And that's how it is. Yeah. You have a question? Yes. What's yes, your question? Um, um, how, how long have you been a delicate, um, that uh, you've been do that a long time or like how, how old are you you did it okay. for a while so I have been elected for 13 years mm -hmm. I was appointed for a few years before that and then I served for the I worked for the city of Norfolk for about eight years so I have been in the House of Delegates for three years mm -hmm. and then on the City Council for 10 years oh, yep, wow. yep. and I'm 51 you don't look like it. You want to ask a question or anything? You're like 30. Uh -huh. Thank you. Everything thank you, thank so feral and, and, and so, so thoughtful. Well, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Uh, we, we've you. had some time today. Um, uh, so we're going to, this will come out Monday or Great. somewhere in there. Great. I don't know days. I don't Great. remember days. So can I give people a way to follow me? You sure can. Great. Thank you so much. So I want to remind people, number one, election day is June 20th. Uh -huh. Early voting starts on May 5th. Right. You can go down to City Hall between 9 and 5, um, Monday through Friday, up until June 17th, and early vote. And then um, they can follow me at AngelaWilliamsGraves.com. That's my website, at AWG Norfolk is my Twitter and Facebook and AWG underscore Norfolk is my Instagram. You on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. We're going to be friends. Oh, oh yeah, me too. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? See? Okay. We ain't yeah. friends. AWG un underscore Norfolk. I'm a millennial. You we can find friends. me on Facebook. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you um, go. You, you didn't say something that, that interests me and I need what? you. Um, I don't want to go downtown. You, that's the only place for the primary. 
That's the only place for early voting. Y'all can't send it to my house? Yes, we can send it. You can request the absentee ballot. You absolutely can. That's all I want. Yes, you can request the absentee ballot starting on May 5th. You can request an absentee ballot. Okay. Mm -hmm. But 45 days of early voting done by Democrats. Sunday voting done by Democrats. All that good stuff. Would you like to say anything to her on the speak woman? What do you want me to speak about? (laughs) (laughs) You're talking to, you know, she's got that new coalition over there. Yes. And um, um, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to talk about that. I'm, I'm excited that we're working with Dominion Energy to get um, a community garden over in the neighborhood. I mean, I don't want to give too many details away, but like it's it's we're we we're, we got all our pieces together and we're moving in the right direction. So our I'm neighbors really are really excited. They're asking me when is it going to happen? Yep. And yep. we're planning a neighborhood uh, shingding around it. Absolutely. So hopefully you'll Absolutely. be available. With, I mean, we've had people saying they are donating the grills and the music Wonderful. and the chicken and the burgers and the dogs. Wonderful. So we, I love so, it. So do you know, you, you know we think we can have that? Um, I don't, but I should have better clarity on it in the next week or so. Okay. Because yep. we got to do a whole big thing, get you out there, yep. get the picture taken. Get a ribbon cut. Get Philip out there to, all to, that to good take stuff. pictures and... And a ribbon cutting and, 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 and bring all those other fine folks. Yeah, in, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about this job that I love is being able to connect people to resources and connect them to folks that will help to get things done. That's that's the best part of this job. It uh-huh. really is. Well, I'm going to remove. I will say it again. I appreciate you. Thank you. I really do. And like I told you, I tell you from all these people, mm-hmm. we've had <laughs> chats at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. I'd have been on the phone while you pump gas. <laughs> While you went through the drive-through, we have talked policy. We have. So, so anybody who thinks oh, he don't like Angela is great, that's a lie. We we are very good yeah. political understanders. Yes, yeah. Just like with everybody else. Yes. And so Absolutely. I appreciate you and thank you for coming. You came thank and talked you. to the church folks and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Some of them are not here, and might have to get you to come preach a sermon one of these Sundays in May when I'm on vacation. <laughs> no, you can't. That's Mama's Day. And uh, so, but anyway, we've done a lot together. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Anybody else want to speak? Anything? Say hi. Hi. Be having good day. Be having good day. We be having good day. We be having good day. Some bad ones too. But tonight we stepping out with the crew. Cause they know soon as I show up, all the drinks on us. Everybody showing up like, hey. If I can, my friends, on the way out the door, I want to take a few moments to talk about some things that are going on in the world. We talked about politics, especially in this corner of these states united. We talked about music and entertainment and how uh, those conversations can forge together to create a broader conversation and shed light on broader subjects but what we haven't talked about much today is business because apart from the issues of whether or not we should allow ourselves to uh, pay for abortions or whether a woman's right to choose is important or not it's how we make our living that is the real culprit or the real struggle in our society you know Ecclesiastes said, money answereth all things. Is in there. 
chapter 10, I want to say, maybe 10 and 12, somewhere in there, I think is where it is. If let me, You want me to go get the book? Okay, hold on. I, I can get this and see if it's right there. I believe that's where it is. Uh, I know it's in Ecclesiastes, but, you know, sometimes we get caught up on numbers and, and that, that can be a problem. Let me open the Bible. Songs of Solomon. Ecclesiastes comes after that. Uh, does it? Uh, Ecclesiastes comes before Songs of Solomon. So we're going to go to chapter 10. And verse 9 is where I'm thinking. Uh, the man who quarrels with the stone. No, that's not it. Uh, is it up here? Or rain slow? No, maybe it's 12. No. Okay, so let's go to chapter 12, the twilight of life. No, it wasn't that far back. Uh, so I know it's in Ecclesiastes. So it's not in chapter 10. I'm literally sitting here trying to figure this out while while you're 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 listening and you're screaming at me, but you know I can't hear words you're saying. <sighs> All right, chapter six. We're gonna find it. It's in here. Uh, and I just want to sit here and do this. I don't know why I want to do this like this, but it's in chapter ten. That's where it is. Uh, wise person writes fools and beams, the fools the point the rich and there's zigs, wearing the the quarrel, the axe, the dubs, there's some snakes and the bites and the charms and the words of the fowls and zombies and the food multiplies and really woes to the blessings and zombies beams and feast is Yes, nineteen. A feast is prepared for laughter and wine makes life happy and money is the answer for everything. Chapter 10, verse 19 is where it was. All right. Whew. So the moral of the story is it's, it's important to talk about what's going on in the business world. It's important to pay attention to how your money is being moved. We have these conversations and they come out somewhere about six or seven o'clock in the morning. But most folks don't realize that your day does not start until 930. 7 a.m. for the for the high rollers between seven and nine is when the big shots wake up and they they open their they don't open newspapers anymore. They just open their 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 uh, Robin Hood apps or their Fidelity apps or the cash apps. They open it and they look to see what is happening with their money. Because truthfully, again, money answereth all things. That being said, I would like to take some time, if you can, to focus. Because if you look around your house, you pick up anything in your house. I'm just picking up this thing right here. Uh, what does this say? Uh, made in China. You're going to find that. My iPad is made in China. I got this little portable fan here. Where is that from? It uh, doesn't tell me where it's made. Is it, is it going to tell me where it's made or is it not going to tell me where it's made? I don't think it's going to tell me. All right. That doesn't have a name on it. This right here. Let me pick this up. Let me see. Made in China. 
this mouse that I have right here, it's uh, uh, platinum, made in China. This keyboard, it's uh, let's see, keyboard, wireless, Bluetooth, Mac keyboard, made in China. You uh, everything that you find in your home that that. It, it, Apple doesn't make their stuff in China. They make their stuff. Wait, wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. Let me let me let me peel this right here and see what does that say. Let me see. It says uh, manufactured. I think they do theirs in Tanzania, don't you? Tijuana, Tanzania, or is this made in China too? I I don't. I can't model. I can't see it. It's in such fine print because it. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Where is that right there? Is that it right there? Hold, hold on. I'm. I'm gonna put you down so that I can turn the light on my phone and see if I can't see where it's made from. This is not gonna tell me where it's made from, which is unfortunate because I think it's supposed to tell me that, or it's just faded. Uh, made in Apple, California. It's probably faded, and I can't see it anymore. The moral of the story is most of everything in your home is made in China. For now. Because India, India, my friends, that is where you need to direct your attention in the next few years. As I turn this thing down, because I've been cooling myself off been so hot in here thinking about India. India is where it's going to be. It's due to surpass China as the most populous country on the planet this year. This year, India is set to have more people in it than China. But that's not the only thing that's going to be a thing. According to a UN report released this week, India has already eclipsed its former uh, colonizer, the United Kingdom, as the world's largest economy, number five on the scale of economies, is now India. And it's projected to nick Germany, who has the number four spot, by 2025. And its GDP is expected to grow by 5.9% more than 30 of the largest economies. We're talking about the United States. We're talking about Russia. Russia's over there busy with a war, so they can't grow their economy. The United Kingdom, Germany, the list goes on and on of big economies. There are 900 million working age people in India, 900 million people are turning the wheel of the economy of India. And that number, apart from the GDP going up, apart from the populace going up, apart from being the highest economy, the working class India is, is going up. Now, something else to consider. Uh, the number is expected to increase, I'm reading this now, of the working class, unlike its most major economies, 
where an aging population is sapping economic growth. Now, what what that is referring to is that India has come to a point, and some of this is because of their cultural uh, viewpoints, that they're like, look, um, Grandma, you go home. You take care of these kids that we just we just spit out. We go to work and we go home to take care of you, right? That's the goal. So the to the old people in these nations like India are starting to fade out of the workforce where it's becoming more of the 25, the 30, the 40, and maybe even the 50-year-olds. Whereas in America, you got 50 and 60-year-olds who are still holding on to power, still trying to be the boss. And again, that's not shot. That's just the reality that if your senior people and some of them because they have to, because they're, they're just not financially stable enough to retire at this moment, our 50 and 60 and 70 year olds. And we're talking about here in these station nine. So India's found a way to say, Hey, because we have a structure, a culture that not pushes our elderly to the corner, to the curb, ditches them out and forces them to have to continue to be in the system because they're all alone. We take care of our elderly. They're able to put grandmama proverbially in the home, cooking and cleaning and washing the dishes and taking care of their children, which means child care is not $15,000 a month. I read somewhere where they're talking about in most average, in the average city of these states United, child care is fifteen grand a year. You, you, all you people got kids. You telling me, and that's fifteen grand a child. We're not talking about if you got two and three little kids. Bless your heart. So, over a hundred unicorn startups called India Home. That's we don't need to deal with that. The, who unicorn is is not important, at least in this point. It's the fact that most, a lot of your startups are now deciding. To go not to America, not even to China, to India. And it's $24 billion in venture capital investments last year put it fourth place globally ahead of Germany and Israel. Now, here's the problem that India is dealing with. The same thing that America is struggling with. Education sucks. Okay. The system with only 20% of college graduates finding success, struggle to prepare job candidates for careers and strains the country's social fabric. A big rift between the rich and poor still defecating or desiccating or defecating or destroying, however you want to say that. Basically, just blowing up the, the infrastructure of the community. Corruption is also a thing. Waste management and, you know, same thing that goes on in other countries. We have those people who are living off of that 20% instead of, uh, you know. I was thinking, did I want to have this conversation? There is, we, we talked about it. Some person asked me, even in our interview five minutes ago, they asked me why I wasn't going to something in the water. And I, I'm looking at, everybody's like, well, it's going to be good money for the city. It's going to be good money for this. Has anybody took the time 
to investigate the economic plan of SITW. Anybody. Anybody realize this is nothing more than modernized Reaganomics. Now, I have no problem with something in the water. Truthfully, what I gave is my answer earlier in our time together today for not going. It, whether I do that earlier or did, did I? I don't know. I might have said that off air. But my, I, I'm antisocial. I totally do not have a problem with that. I am not really into the party life. If I'm running a show, I will go. If I'm not, I'm going to stay home. It's like Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon said, I'll go and I'll get in the ring in front of 50,000 people and scream and holler and dance and do all these different things. When you ask me to go to somebody else's function, I'm like, dude, this is not me. I don't want to be bothered. That is me. Now, you could say, okay, well, so you're going to be antisocial, but then you ain't got to hate on the boy and his, his whatever he's doing. No, I'm not hating. I'm asking questions that nobody is asking. I want to know what is the economic impact on the whole city? Not just on the top down. Because from what I can tell, it is literally trickle down economics. Which means the top is going to get buku. I mean, look at the list. You got whale coming. Seriously? You think he's not getting paid? You got the Jonas Brothers coming. Seriously? You think they're not getting paid? You got uh, Little Wayne coming. You got Kirk Franklin coming. Those four names alone is about what? A meal maybe? A piece? Somewhere in there? And they're probably going to have merch and, and they're going to sell product. So so they're bringing in, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to have some type of... Uh, um, store down there to to uh, because you know Little Wayne T-shirts definitely got to go on sale. Whale T-shirts definitely got to go on sale. Uh, who else was on that list that I I don't even I don't even I don't even want to spend my time on that. The moral is, this is a trickle down system. Which if that's what we're going, just tell me the truth, and then we'll be all right. Nobody's going to talk about that. That is the major problem with India is because we have this massive workforce. We have this massive, massive structure, but it's trickled down economics. And that is causing the 1% to get significantly more and the 99% to get less. So the, e so the education system is a problem. The other thing that is a problem is uh, that because of this rift, if you will, because of this trickle-down economics and the culture shifting, talking about people of, of more, what do I want to say, liberal ideologies as it pertains to business and how we operate in the same, this is causing companies to think twice about wanting to invest in these organizations. Companies who are stark supporters of the Fight for 15, who are stark supporters of companies being more diverse in their hiring, who are stark supporters of companies being more 
uh, heavy in dealing with things like health care and women's rights and, and how those two resources have to come together to make for a strong uh, business community. They're like, I'm not going to this Reaganomics crap. And so it's it's causing Indy to have to go, look, we might do that's India. Um, the UN is also making a, a declaration because the UN is saying, hey, India is hot right now. They're hot from a populist perspective. They're hot from an economic perspective. They even got some things going for them socially. But if if India doesn't strike now, they're done. By 2047, this spike that you're seeing, it is not a a it is is what's what's the word I want in, in the business world. Most of you would know it. It's it's not it's a volatile spike. It's not a it's not a a healthy trajectory. It's not a smooth incline it's volatile it's like those meme stocks like um uh amc that went up and and what was the other one that had the thing uh gamestop they just shot up and then they're going to shoot right back down that is literally what india is going to be in the next 10 to 15 years and it's going to be worse if they don't figure out how to solve these issues that we just talked about, and it's going to be even worse for us here in these states, united, if we don't stop pushing these secret trickle-down economic programs. Seriously. Just something to think about. All right. Uh, the pandemic is also still being, hmm, because the pandemic shut, you know, the office is down. Uh, most of us are working from home now. Some of our office buildings uh, in many of our major cities like New York, Houston, and San Francisco are still 40 to 60% vacant. Even around here in Norfolk, they took basically all the buildings from downtown for the most part. And most folks don't understand that they say, oh, they're taking these buildings. All they want to do is apartments, 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 apartments. Well, why are they only doing apartments? Because the nobody is this new culture, grandma. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm just saying grandmama needs to understand and we need to help grandmother understand that the new culture is she came from a generation all the way up to my mom's generation who they got up and they spent one third of their day under somebody else's control. Slavery as we know it, as we thought, see, here's the, here's the scary part because I said slavery as we know it, but you know, the scary Slavery really has not fully ended yet because even though we're getting paid, it is still a slavery ideology because A, you either do it the way that I tell you to do it or I can control how you live. 
You come to the job that I tell you to come to. You sit at the desk that I tell you to sit in. You wear the clothes that I tell you to wear. You work the hours I tell you to work. And everything that is you has to find a way around this big bubble that one group of people has decided is the centerpiece of your world. You have to go to school around your work. You have to go to church around your work. You have to do social programs, hang out with your friends, do something with the kids, go to Bush Gardens, Water Country, whatever the case may be. Go up I-64 uh, to uh, uh, well, Bush Gardens is up there. I was thinking about Kings Means over there, too. They're still over there, right? I don't know. I haven't been there in years. You uh, all, all that has to be around this man the man or woman, God bless the women who are starting to get into these CEO positions. And so now we're coming into a culture where that's not really the case because as long as I get my emails sent off and my Zoom meetings are done, I can take care of business while sitting in the commons area with my bathing suit on, all I got to do is just put on a nice little button up right here and put the shirt on over top of, you know, nobody got to know I got swim trunks on on my Speedos down there because I'm only going to be in this meeting for about 35 minutes. They're going to tell me this is what we want you to do. We need these reports done by 6 o'clock. Okay, bing, bam, boom, I already got those reports done because I work at home. So the reports are literally sitting next to me. So if I can't sleep, I just do my reports. And then my reports are done. And then I go to my meeting. I tell them, here's my reports. I send them in by 6 o'clock. And now the rest of the day, I'm sipping mimosas on the patio. So these people got to figure out what to do with these buildings. And they're like, all right, cool. So that's, that's the thing that we need to do. Let's create more co-op spaces. Let's create more opportunities in these buildings where people can literally go downstairs to the lobby of the building and now we got coffee shops down there we have wi-fi stations down there we have little uh cubbies or uh what do you call those things they're not cubbies cubicles that are down there so people can come down if they don't want to stay in their apartment they can come downstairs and just sit in the cubicle because literally you're only coming down for a 15 to an hour zoom meeting and that's it so that's why these buildings are, are being restructured and that's something that we try to explain to grandma when she goes, well, I don't understand that. Hey, everybody want to go in apartments. Hey, nobody wants to buy a house because, dude, we got to figure out. It, 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 I just explained that so we don't have to go there. Um, I want to read this to you because this was um, a post that uh, or a, a um, <sighs> that came from uh, drawer, drawer. Poleg said this, Droyer, or I'm just say Depoleg, all right, an economic historian and author of Rethink Real Estate and After Office, forthcoming. He said this, over the last hundred years, this is what I just said basically in a nutshell, we've designed the world around the office. It determined the center of our cities, the length of our communities, and other business activities that was influenced by the rhythm of the office. I think that in 50 to 100 years, we will look back at this moment as a clear point where the paradigm broke. 
the world is literally, especially now that you got these buildings down there, which also in this in this piece it was said that most downtown, watch this, are full of outdated buildings constructed in the late 60s and early 70s designed for another era. They're dominated by private offices with fewer spaces for collaborations and meetings and ceilings too low for today's open floor plans. And then let's talk about the impact of this. Because of this relic of a model, we're talking about 2023 Bloomberg study, 22-3 study from Bloomberg. Again, remote and hybrid work costs, we're just talking New York City, 12 plus billion last year. Because nobody has to ride the subways. Nobody has to go and use the public, any type of public transportation. They're not having to go to the Starbucks to get coffee. They're not having to go to the bodega on the side of the road when they come down from 12 to 1 for lunch. So they're reevaluating all this. This is what our culture is looking as we progress into the future. And these are some things that I believe that we, especially in our neighborhood, talking about my brothers and sisters over here in the minority community need to look at or I would like for you to look at I'm not going to tell you what you need to do because you're grown people you can do what you wish you, you you work hard for a living and you certainly work you definitely work hard for me to not tell you what to do when you're a grown man I understand or a woman God bless your heart some other things to consider on the way out the door here Delaware Governor John Carney made the decision to let bills to legalize marijuana and create a recreational industry become law without his signature. He was, I don't really know his deal on it. That's something to look at as the time goes further. But standing down from his opposition to recreational weed that put him at odds with his party now makes Delaware state number 22 to legalize, marking a milestone in President Joe Biden's home state after a nearly decade-long fight by advocates, advocates and Democrats to loosen restrictions on marijuana. Also, we want to give a shout-out to the people out there in London. You know, we had about 35, well, about 35, almost 40,000 people here just a couple of days ago. Up there in Boston, ran in the marathon, the Boston Marathon. Well, over across the big old bathtub, 47,000 people tackled the iconic 26.2 mile race around London for the first time since 2019. All the fine people was out there, including 40 year old Sir Mo Fahara. Or Fah- yeah, Farah, mm-hmm. who tackled the marathon distance for the final time. This uh, race was scheduled or, or estimated to raise about 60 million euros for various charities and organizations in the state. And that's good. Now, who won this piece of business? Kelvin Kipton wins marathon and just misses world record just missed it from kenya god bless his heart kelvin kicked and ran the second fastest marathon ever falling 16 seconds short 16 seconds short of elude 
Kipchog. He has the world record in the London Marathon on Sunday, just moments after Safan Hassan won the women's division in her first attempt at the marathon. Now, what were their times? Kipton, a 23-year-old from Kenya, uh, he did this piece of business in 2.02.37. No. Wait a minute. Kipton from Kenya, who ran the third fastest marathon in history in December in Spain, finished in London in two hours, one minute, and 25 seconds, falling short uh, just under two hours, one minute, and nine seconds. Ah, yeah, that's 16. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, Then we got the, uh, where's old girl's record at? Hassan. An Ethiopian-born Dutch athlete, she did this piece of business in two hours, eighteen minutes, and thirty-three seconds. So, shout out to those fine individuals who made Nike a lot of money because they're gonna need some shoes. Mm. And finally, today, Mr. DJ, Ma'am DJ, not binary DJ, you're gonna get to work. So, go ahead. I told you, I know I told you you weren't, but that's okay. We got some work to do. Uh. Howard Kenton Potts died Friday at his home in Provo, Utah. Potts was born and raised in Honey Bend, Illinois, and enlisted in the Navy in 1939. He was working as a crane operator, shuttling supplies to the Arizona the morning of December 7, 1941 when a loudspeaker ordered sailors back to their ships. This, my friends, in case you don't know, was the morning the Pearl Harbor attack happened. Mr. Potts said, When I got back to Pearl Harbor, the whole harbor was afire. The oil had leaked out and caught on fire and was burning. The Arizona, the ship he was assigned to, sank in nine minutes after being bombed, and its 1,177 dead account for nearly half the servicemen killed in the attack. Today, the battleship still sits where it sank eight decades ago, with more than 900 dead entombed inside. Even after I got out of the Navy, this is Mr. Potts speaking again. In the open air, when I was in the open air, he said, and heard sirens, I still shake. Man's got some PTSD, my friends. Uh, There were only, this is the crazy part, the only remaining survivor from the Arizona is now Lou Conter who is one-on-one and living in California. Somebody go over there and talk to that man. Talk to him. We need to know what's going on up in here. If, if anybody's going to... we You know, this is my final point, I promise. If we're going to understand our future, we're going to have to first deal and become very familiar with our past. And so I think it's imperative that somebody goes and sit down and talk to this man and extract everything from his brain. And that's 
again, what I like to do here is sit down and just pull everything out of, especially our senior person's brains. Because the best way to not repeat the future or the past, should I say, is to understand it. Those who do not understand history are doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. So that is our mission. That is the mission of this gentleman and this community that wrote this email that they can go and talk to Mr. Conter and get the last remaining stories of this awesome. Well, I don't know if it's awesome sauce, but it's awesome sauce. That we can talk to him. That that's that's the silver lining here. All right, Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, if you will play something. I think we got something over here in our in our track list that is uh, pretty good uh, that was sent over. Shout out to No Copyright Sound uh, out here empowering, empowering artists. Is that what they're doing? You know, every time I want to, I need to write this down. It is written down, but I need to I need to put it in a place where I don't have to keep going and digging it up 17 days ago. It's, that's not it. Where is it? It's right up in here. Is this it? Um, oh, God. No, it's not in that one. <sighs> but it's near this one. It's near this one. But the more I write, the more that it becomes harder to find that. There it is. Is this it? It's got to be down here somewhere. No, it's not this one either. Looking through my notes for this this quote that they have, and I say it every day, and I tell myself every day that I'm going to put it in another place. Right here, empowering creators through no copyright and royalty free. Oh, I didn't have to say all that. I just want to say they're empowering creators. That's all I want to talk about. They have something here that I believe will uh, encourage our hearts in this moment. And after they're done, we'll be out of your hair. I thank you, my friends, for caring for your friends and family. I thank you for sharing with your communities. And most importantly, I thank you for praying. I thank uh, Delegate Angela Williams Graves for her time in this piece of business. I also thank uh, old man Goss for his time as well. And I thank you, whether you're listening to this because you're faithful, whether you're here because one of those two individuals uh, directed you or influenced your decision to come by. I don't know how you found it, but I hope you found it interesting. Enough to stick around a little bit, hear what we talk about. Hmm? We'll do this again, Lord willing, in the creek don't rise. I know I've broken promises. I'm way too good at keeping you from getting I've seen exactly how this ends I never get too close, afraid to lose again Cause I'm thinking back to 17 When I was young and so naive Falling into love like such a fool Yeah, I was dumb, but she was me It broke my trust and honestly I never wanna feel that hurt again I'm so dumb Breaking down my walls for someone To break me till I fall apart Loneliness is not that hard 
Until next time, Lord willing, the crick don't rise. Bye!